Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is uh, the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. Uh, my name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a somewhat... Uh, futuristic you know type of conversation and uh, that's around uh, you know an interesting concept called um, the metaverse um, one will remember those that follow companies those that follow technology uh, will know that uh, last year um, we saw the likes of facebook yeah changing its entire name from facebook um, at a holding company level to meta platforms um, you know as a way to signal that they believe that the metaverse um, which uh, I, I need to get the, the the official definition of what the metaverse is, uh, but uh, you can think about uh, you know the meeting um, of a virtual reality and augmented reality worlds, um, you know that's uh, that's out there, and a lot of uh, companies and people are taking out um, you know are taking out. Uh, you know, time to say that this is going to be the future. One of the official definitions uh, that's out there is that a metaverse is a network of 3D virtual worlds that are focused um, on social connections. And there's still a lot of... Um, unanswered questions about what all of this is going to be about because you have the likes of Microsoft, you have the likes of Facebook that are all, you know, driving their own visions of what uh, the metaverse is going to be. Is the metaverse going to be interoperable? Are they going to be multiple, uh, you know, metaverses? How can people, uh, you know, take advantage of all of these things? People have already started, you know, buying and selling land, um, you know, on the metaverse. And I think recently we even saw what one of the biggest companies on the JSC um, that is MTN actually saying that uh, they're getting on board and they're going to be um, investing when it comes to you know the metaverse you know just so that uh, you know they get in um, you know on the ground floor so to say but for today specifically we're going to be getting into a discussion around how the metaverse you know is likely uh, or potentially going to disrupt um, the world of PR or public relations um, you know, how is that going to happen? If at all, you know, what are the considerations? Um, like I said, people are thinking about this in all, you know, different ways. There's land being sold, there's advertising, there's all of this stuff. But for today, it's about how is the public relations, um, you know, industry going to uh, potentially be disrupted. And uh, to help us to navigate the topic and, you know, how we should be thinking around these things, we are joined by Danny Pinch. Um, who is uh, the executive uh, creative director for Atmosphere Communications and also the co-founder uh, of uh, King James Digital. Danny, greetings to you today. Hey, hey, good to talk to you. No, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you know, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, before we even, you know, go anywhere really, um, I've given a, somewhat of an official definition of what the metaverse is. Um, I think maybe you can give us how you're thinking about the metaverse or how um, you're defining it or the definition you're using just so that we have a baseline uh, for today's discussion. Sure. Well, I, I think first of all, I should give you the context which, my, which I'm coming from. So I work as a creative, like my role is primarily a creative one and typically within emerging technology. So most of my career has, um, I started my career in online PR, 
like way back end of the 90s, and that was trying to deal with Web 1.0. So I spent my early years explaining to the people that were much older than me what the web means and how to define it. And now I'm now I am as old as they are. I'm finding I I need younger people to try and explain to me what they're doing <laughs> out in the metaverse for real. So I mean my understanding of it and keeping in mind I'm not an, a, a native of the metaverse and maybe we can talk a little bit about who is a native of the metaverse because I think we're starting to be metaverse natives but we can get into that so my my definition uh, for myself is it's evolution of the web so um, a lot of the things that we're currently doing on the web is based on a metaphor of the web as um, you know, metaphors drawn from the printing press and from reading and from books. You think about web pages uh, and the early web was very text-based. And then there was an evolution into something that kind of borrowed metaphors from TV. So the, the rise of online video. And I think what we're seeing with the metaverse is uh, layering on top of the previous versions of the web, we are seeing a, a metaphor based on the real world. So where before you would... Uh, go to a website and you would read a web page, now you might be going to a web place or a metaverse place and interacting it in something that feels closer to a multi-sensory real-life environment. And what's more, you might be seen in that space, you know, you might have a presence in that space where before, like, if you're visiting a corporate website, you appear in the data somewhere as a ping, now you might be an actual person walking through the foyer of a of a metaverse space. Um, so it's thinking more in, in the kind of like borrowing from those real world and more experiential uh, media spaces and ways of communicating, maybe more than it is from text ways of communicating. And then if you think of PR and how does that affect PR, which I'm sure we'll start talking about, you know, early PR was based on that version of the web, the, the text version, that's why you, you wrote press releases for well, even pre-internet. So now we're going to have to ask ourselves, well, is that still relevant? Do we Must we work in different ways and think of different ways of communicating? I like some of the metaphors that you're giving, you know, when it comes to I guess the development of the of the internet, you know, whether it's web 1.0, 2.0, and you know, these days we talk about you know uh, the 3.0 um, aspect. And one of the things I'm very interested to maybe get a sense of, especially because you know you're in the world of communications, right? Is to say, um, how do you think the communication aspect is likely going to evolve? Because in the early inceptions of the internet, the, the the 90s, the, you know, 156K modems and, you know, all of that stuff from back in the day, it was that um, websites literally felt like billboards, you know, if I could call them that. It was literally a one-way, you know, type of communication to say, you know, this is us, this is what we do, and very little interaction. And then we get into the 2.0 where, where you now have that interaction you know, where, it's, where at least from a brand's and corporate's point of view, right, it was like social media, for example, you know, became another, it became a channel through which um, the internet became a two-way street, 
you know, when it came to communication. I can have an issue right now and the, with my bank or with my internet service provider and I can literally go on Twitter and just be like, at, you know, Afrihost, Cool Ideas, Vox, whoever it is, your your speeds are atrocious, what, 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 what. And depending on their policy, they will likely respond and there's that you know, communication that's happening. Uh, now we've got, you know, this metaverse and it's meant to be, you know, the next extension, etc. How do you see uh, that world of communicating sort of evolving, um, you know, from that, you know, and especially because um, where brands, corporates, big companies could speak at us, now it's a, now it's a dialogue, you know, how do you see that stuff, you know, um, I, I guess evolving, yes. So I guess, like, if I can follow on from, like, we've moved from, like, the text-based version of the internet to something that feels more like a real-world experience, uh, I suppose you'd have to think from what are they what are they reading from us to how are they experiencing us. I mean, if you think of a virtual world space, and if we think of a brand having a presence in it and, and talking to like, you know, the kind of DMs to a to a brand to like trying to resolve a problem, well, what, what would be the metaverse version of that? That's probably arriving at a virtual building. Well, first question is, what do you look like? What does MTN or whoever look like when you rock up at the front door? Uh, and, you know, it's real world to a point. You know, you've got a digital space in front of you. This doesn't have to like obey the laws of physics or you know, I mean, you want a metaphor people can understand, but this could be a wild and fantastic place. Just the space is going to start communicating what the brand is. You know, take an airline that has suddenly stopped um, flying and everybody's trying to figure out their flights. And instead of DMing, they're going to a kiosk in the metaverse and they're queuing up there to try and resolve their issues. I mean, think of the poor customer service person with a big crowd of virtual avatars all angry that they want their flight refunds like you're starting to think in like it's more like going to an airport and complaining at the kiosk than it is picking up the phone and talking to somebody and then there's some added complexity because in the real life you can you can be cued off like facial gestures and there's a kind of human response we're used to in the metaverse you might not have that you might just have something that looks vaguely like a human being or not even you might your customer service person might be negotiating with a dragon because that is how the person has decided they appear in the metaverse so how you're you're talking in the real world space but you may not have real world you know all the body language cues we might use to communicate so you know just taking something as simple as like a customer service request uh if those are going to start taking place in the metaverse like there's a whole bunch of questions there already. I mean, and then like take any other brand thing you're doing. I mean, some of the early metaverse things we're seeing brands doing are like more experiential in the entertainment space. So like concerts. Uh, and I think there's some really interesting things happening where you go, yes, I kind of understand this as a concert experience. Um, I'm thinking of Fortnite, for example, that have done some big name concerts. But, you know, the concert is being delivered by somebody that is towering ab above us. They look like a gargantuan figure. They're, they're not, it's not like a normal concert experience. So it is kind of like based on the real world. And yet also, you know, it's the, limited by the imagination to the people making it. 
Um, so again, like anything a brand is already doing and probably some things we haven't even thought of yet, we'll have to start reimagining what does that look like in the metaverse space as the population gets bigger. As we scale, you will like, like brands had to get onto social at a certain point if they wanted to keep talking to their audience. I can imagine getting that space with like, we, you have to crack it because that is where our audience is hanging out. So from the world of communications, then uh, public relations, how do you think that specific disruption, you know, is going to happen to your profession? And the reason, uh, and I think one of the ways I want to phrase it is rather, do you think the disruption is going to come from, I guess, changes, you know, to the industry itself or do you think the industry is going? The industry is going to be disrupted in response to um, what happens to, uh, let's say, because most of the time when we talk about public relations, we're talking on the corporate organizational or brand side or side of things. Do you think it will be what's happening to those in those spaces that then influences? Um, what do you call this? Uh, that then influences uh, the public relations space? Or is there an opportunity for the public relations space to, you know, get ahead of things and start advising, you know, corporates uh, to say this is how you could potentially be thinking about your communications in the metaverse type of situation? I guess it's a bit of a chicken and egg type of thing that I'm asking, but, uh, you know, how do you see... But uh, how do you see that disruption, uh, you know, coming along? Yeah, I think it's probably chicken and egg at the same time. Um, I, I think what we'll see, I mean, and, and again, I, I can kind of use the experience of watching the web disrupt the industry, like, how long ago is it? A long time ago, a few decades ago. Um, I think what happened was... Um, you start to be influenced by what's happening there. So I think audiences will be there before the industry. Like typically, like I, I think that happens. You'll you'll have an audience there. They'll start doing some behaviors. And as a PR person, you'll have to go, how do I start communicating with this audience using their language? So you kind of need that culture to evolve and to observe it and to fit in with that culture. But I, I, I think there's also an opportunity to shape the culture. Like if, if PR people are participants, we can start to, to, to shape those experiences, uh, but we have to use our imagination and we have to be willing to participate and learn um, along with everybody else. Like the metaverse is being built around us. It's still early days. Arguably, the metaverse doesn't really exist yet, uh, arguably. So we're kind of at the ground floor of this. I think it'll be a mixture of observing and participating and also using our imagination to go, you know, the tools of PR and the things PR is trying to achieve, how do you do it in, in the metaverse? Um, so, for example, like we are, PR is often around using a third party to deliver influence in some shape or another. Whether that's brand comms or corporate comms, there is usually an intermediary that we're going through that we're trying to persuade of something or work of something. And they take that message to an audience. Uh, I mean, I know PR has evolved beyond that um, in many ways. But you know, for me, that's still a core element of PR. So I think you need to look at who are the 
influencers rising up in in the metaverse space already what are their behaviors what are they talking to their audience about how can we help them achieve their goals or provide them things that they're interested in um and i think i think we can already start doing that we can already look at there's already i mean i'm not so sure about south africa but um globally there are some massive influencers working in uh spaces that are you know at least halfway to being a metaverse space so uh, let me give an example minecraft so minecraft although it's been around for a long time is really a kind of metaverse space you know people drop in they have a presence there's this kind of like real world analogy that you explore and build within and then you're starting to find people telling stories in that space so by uh, i mean I'll, i'll try if i try to explain exactly what these people do i'll get it'll take us a long time but there's this group of people called dream smp and they start off as gamers but this game has really evolved into like an epic story that their audience are following as they follow them on twitch and on youtube and it's kind of got intricate plot lines but it's all told within this real world space you can go off and explore and and watch and i can tell you this because my daughters that are uh tweens are obsessed i mean i was asked to go to the airport on the off chance that one of these members might be flying into cape town because there was a rumor going around the schools that this person was arriving and this person that this this team has millions and millions of followers so you know already with younger audiences they are metaverse natives they're hanging out in roblox they're hanging out in minecraft they're going through these experiences and there are influencers that are talking to them if this influencer says they like this over that there is a whole bunch of 11 and 12 year olds that are going to pester people like me to um buy them that stuff so from a kind of brand communication side of things you need to go all right this exists so how do we work with these people it's a it's 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 quite an interesting one you know that you that you're bringing in and i think um the example that you just gave especially um with the example of your daughter sort of speaks to what you hinted at earlier on about uh, you know metaverse natives right uh because i guess the con- the concept right i'm sitting here i'm about you know uh 30 30 or so so i'm a mil- i'm a I-, i guess i'm considered to be a millennial right so the concept itself doesn't seem completely foreign right simply because we were the generation that grew up you know playing the video games and now uh, what do you call this and now some of the experiences that people are putting on top of you know uh because i use whenever i ex- try to explain the metaverse to someone i always use video games as a baseline to be like you see what's going on in there right now we are, our lives are, are more and more going to be inside the video game and you probably be able to be on instagram and you know to do all types of things inside that world um and all of that so i don't think it's completely foreign but one of the things that one can then think about is to say how does how do companies that are you know 10 20 uh years old decades old companies in certain cases centuries old companies actually take their strategies you know of communicating down from you know pre 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 internet days to then communicate to a generation that is okay with 
watching a Travis Scott concert inside of Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the age of a company needs to be a problem. It's really that the people that are communicating for that brand that, that will shape how it communicates and um, I think a willingness to evolve. So um, it's really down to the to people behind the communications and being willing to experiment in that space. Um, I mean, if I think of my one of my main clients, which is Sanlam, like over 100 years old, and yet um, they've got a track record of being the first to start communicating in, in new spaces. You know, we did a WhatsApp drama series, which was a global first with them. So, you know, this would be a space that some of my clients that are, you know, quite, quite old and potentially you might regard them as traditional companies. Um, but, yeah, they're willing to play in these spaces. And I think typically, I mean, the, I think the way to do it now because we're in such early days, is to experiment, like ring fence some time, start learning. I don't think we're at a point where anybody wants, well, most brands probably won't want to pivot their entire business into these spaces yet. But I think you can certainly start um, experimenting and, and learning and thinking, you know, within this kind of virtual world, what might we do that adds value to people that are in these spaces? You know, what is what is the role of a finance company in a virtual world? Like maybe it might make some more sense to understand quite a difficult financial concept as if instead of like an advisor sitting over a table explaining something to you, you can walk into a space and you can experience it. You could experience uh, what the end results, are, you know, like what your dream home might look like. You can walk through it now. You can own a virtual version of it. Okay, now I understand why I must put some money aside for this thing. So I think you can start going like, what what are our business objectives? Who's in these spaces and what's happening there? Like, is there a meeting point? And for some brands, there will be a meeting point. For some now, and some some brands, you can see a meeting point coming. So you want to start experimenting. Um, I, I think there's still some like sounds like traditional strategy that you have to apply before you just jump into it. I think what you don't do is treat it like a gimmick. Um, like just, just kind of uh, opening up a, a shop front, but without really thinking what's going to happen here in a metaverse space for me, isn't that interesting. And, and to be honest, isn't that innovative? I mean, there was things like second life, which are, is really like similar to many of the metaverse spaces, you know, in, you know, in the noughties. Um, so some of these things aren't that new, but um, yeah, I, I really think we're, we're in a space where we need to start thinking for all of our clients, case by case basis, what should we be doing in these early days with the knowledge that this thing could be a complete shift of how the internet works within a few years. So it is something to start thinking about. No, most certainly. When you came, when you came with the example of Second Life, I immediately thought back to um, The Sims. You know, back in the day, and I think that was probably an early, you know, type of, uh, I guess, version of that whole thing where people are invested in what's going on in a virtual world and growth. You know, uh, in quotes. Um, because your character could grow and grow and, you know, go through stages of uh, life, so to say, inside of the Sims, um, type of world. But against that backdrop, then as PR professionals, right? For me, it's two things, right? 
um the branding communications etc that space it's you know it's an important space what's the advice for pr professionals at the moment you know just so that people don't end up being disrupted and then i guess the second piece of that question is are pr professionals from what you can see are are there conversations being had you know to say that this thing is here what do we do about it or to use the term that you used just now are are there still attitudes that this is still a bit of a gimmick so i i think whenever there's something new like this you go through um there's a kind of like peak as the trend emerges so i think we're probably close to peak hype of the metaverse um you know it's the conferences are talking about it the trend pieces are flowing like you cannot move if you're in business i think without a metaverse trends piece hitting you and then we'll hit that trough of disillusion that happens after any of these big trends and it's at that point where businesses will get really disrupted you know somebody will pop up with with something that really works and in the background while everybody has lost interest and are not paying attention own the business and then you'll wake up one day and go the PR business has substantially changed and we've been left behind you know we've seen this happen before like this happened with the web to be honest i think there's still PR agencies and professionals that are still resisting the web and would like to go back to the days of like parties and press releases um you know it takes a long time to get your head around these things but you can see the successful people the successful brands and the successful agencies are quick to look at these things and spot an opportunity and to take it seriously and to try and remove some of the hype and go ask yourself some serious strategic questions and to start building expertise and by the time like it's ready to be at scale and disruptive you've got enough background on it you've got enough knowledge um to really start to be a, a leader you know if you can get out front of this thing without it disrupting what you're doing now as at the same time you're really going to be well positioned if this thing does become as big as everybody says it's going to be and i'm pretty sure it will be mm. no no more certainly there is there is huge potential um in this space and one of the things that uh, pr professionals you know are um i guess primed for and especially through the pandemic uh because um you know communications is very important but you still see you know a number of uh, you know corporates you know tend to uh tend to look at it more as a grudge you know type of the uh, type of service sometimes um but every once in a while something will happen where people will say okay fine uh, our communications just needs to be on point and one can think about the covid-19 crisis um and all the communication that needed to happen as businesses shifted um you know the way that they worked right um as one of those watershed moments you know for you know for the industry um where you know left right and center everyone was re-strategizing everyone was in crisis mode etc and when you think about things like crisis management um uh, because a lot of the time that's when you know companies say okay fine we need so we need professionals to come when there is a crisis um how do you see that evolution you know happening or that discussion uh point continuing when it comes to the metaverse yeah uh, i mean i i think the thing with the crisis is the best time to deal with a crisis is before it happens 
you know, trying, you've already lost. If you start to put your plan together and your response together as you, as the crisis hits you, like it is just too fast moving and your systems aren't in place. Undoubtedly, like lots of people are going to learn the hard way when a crisis happens. And, um, you know, as there is a big population in the metaverse, um, you know, as a crisis comes up and that, you know, that Twitter mob becomes a real virtual mob. Like, in, you know, I'll go back to my earlier example of like the queues outside the help desk. What if your corporate virtual space suddenly is surrounded by thousands and thousands of people? What if uh, journalists are taking screen grabs of these mobs of thousands of avatars complaining outside or protesting outside your virtual space and puts that on the evening news for everybody else to see? Suddenly something you've done wrong potentially unintentionally um, has spilled out of a metaverse space into blanket media coverage. You don't want to learn from that happening to you. You want to anticipate, you know, this is potentially going to start happening uh, and start thinking, you know, what are the risks? How do we plan for it? You know, the best crisis plan is a complete crisis plan. It isn't a social media crisis plan or a metaverse crisis plan. It's the whole thing. It's a whole ecosystem of pain if you get it wrong. Like, how do we put in uh, systems to spot the new threats in these spaces and also deal with the kind of consequences of a crisis happening in these spaces? You know, I do think there's with some imagination, you can start thinking you know, how do these things go wrong? And it already is starting to see companies having to deal with the crisis in the space. Um, I think um, I think it was in the Horizons platform recently that somebody said they were sexually harassed. So their avatar was sexually harassed by another avatar. Now, that's something you have to think about in advance. And potentially you're blindsided by that um, by that experience. But it's just one example of like with new spaces come new ways for bad behavior and if you're called if you if you own the space that happens in it you have some responsibility to make it a safe space and if you haven't you can expect some consequences and that story again i mean it did spill out onto global coverage so um already there are some potential threats you can even have threats without even being there what if uh, a group of people that are in one of these spaces don't decide they don't like your brand you're not there but you know Thousands of people are there protesting about you. Like you do have to start. You, you can't choose not to participate uh, potentially with these spaces in the same way as you can't decide, well, I'm not going to be on Twitter. So nobody can get me on Twitter. You know, certainly they can get you on Twitter without you being there. <laughs> no, most certainly, most certainly. Um as we're rounding up this discussion and to sort of bring everything that you've said together, all the crisis stuff that you've just mentioned now, um, et cetera, because we are a business platform, right? Money-wise, how do PR agencies, I guess, change or evolve their business models? How do they actually make money in the metaverse? Because I'm sure that there are going to be changes, Right. I, I'm not sure whether you've thought about what the changes will be or how it will happen, uh, but it's probably a consideration because at the end of the day, businesses need to be sustainable even on the new platforms. Yeah. I, um, so I think you do it by being early, by being an early adopter. So if you are a 
if you're a PR agency, um, you want to be the one people start going to you because you have some experience and examples early. The people that get those experiences in, uh, in early when brands go, we need we need somebody to help us with this. They're not going to go to the people that have to learn while they're building. They're going to go to people that have some track record of it. So I think within a few years, you'll start to see traditional PR agencies that have been around for a long time suddenly find they're pitching against a startup of young people that grew up playing Minecraft and completely understand these spaces and are saying, well, we're the specialists of this. You know, we completely understand it. Don't listen to these dinosaurs. You know, that's what happened with um, with with the web and with the rise of social media, this is very likely to happen again. It's a pattern you get to see keep happening. So just being early will be one thing. And then business models will change. And I think it's still early days to figure out what that business model may be. There may be something which is beyond PR agencies talking for their time. There may be uh, building spaces and building um, offerings that are, that a, a PR agency has a stake in that you have shared wealth from building a space with a brand. Um, there's all kinds of business models around Web uh, Web three that are starting to be disruptive. I mean, we haven't really talked about blockchain um, and NFTs and and those kind of things, but they're intimately linked with the metaverse. The the clothes that you wear, the digital clothes that you wear can are potentially things which earn revenue and revenue is moving around in. There is a virtual cash flow. So you do have to start going, well, what's the opportunity with that virtual cash flow? And and to be honest, if I knew the answer to that now, I would be busy doing it and earning money from it. I think we're still it's still early days and you have to experiment with a few things in order to get there. So I think these business models haven't necessarily fully evolved yet. There's some early indications to look at. Certainly something I'm I'm glued to watching. Hmm. Perhaps as a follow up to that, um, you know, for yourself in 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 your own um, in your own business, you know, how are you practically implementing any of this, if at all? You know, what what stance or what approach have you taken? Yeah, so I mean, we definitely have some some uh, projects that I would describe in more experiment space that are in development at the moment. So within a few months. We should have three or four projects live. Um, and we really see these as opportunities for our clients to learn and for us to learn. But, you know, that we have looked closely at some uh, behaviors. So it's it's not a completely a shot in the dark. We're going, what are some existing behaviors? What are the opportunities? Let's, let's start trying these without committing too much in the way of um, budget and resources to it, but enough that it can scale if it works. So... You know, making sure I'm fully armed with enough information to do those projects is important. And the other thing we're doing is, well, like we're talking to the metaverse natives. So, you know, I quite often at the breakfast table with my two daughters will be going, tell me about it. Tell me about what you're doing on Roblox. I mean, I got interested in this from during the pandemic when my kids could not meet their friends. I would like come in and I'd hear my daughter chatting away and she's sitting by a virtual campfire in Roblox and I'm going, what's the game you're playing? And she's going, no, it's not, it's not a game. It's a camp. Like she's gone on a camp with some of her friends. They're sitting around a campfire chatting away as if they were having a real camp. It's not, they're not playing games necessarily. They're hanging out there. 
So um, I think it's important to like learn from these people. We need to hire some, well, we can't quite hire them yet, but Gen Alpha (laughs) coming up, like the the tweens and the early teens will be the ones that in a few years time, we need to be hiring and going, tell us how to do this. Very healthy attitude. And at least, uh, you know, just... uh... Uh, it's it's always great when when people say okay fine there's things that we understand things that we don't understand those that we don't we'll get you know the the experts the natives to come in and uh, give us you know some of that insight so that's been it we were talking to danny over what's going on in the metaverse very interesting conversation because i think when it comes to what's going on out there people are still first trying to figure out what the metaverse is uh one of the things that that uh, danny said was the fact that um the metaverse is one of those things that is not yet i'm trying to remember the exact words but it hasn't yet been built you know it's not yet in full existence it's still something that people are figuring out and as such it's one of those things that people are what's the word i'm looking for it's also one of those things that people are still trying to figure out in the world of how do you make how do you respond to the changes but also at the same time how do you build your businesses around it and i think one of the things uh, that was said that i didn't i had never thought about was the was the virtual was the virtual cues uh was the virtual mobs the virtual protests because you sort of think that let's say in a customer in a customer services uh, in a customer services type of experience that is just that you're just going to be interacting with a bunch of chatbots inside the metaverse not knowing that actually in certain cases there will be actual humans that will be behind the avatars um, when we're discussing so that was an interesting concept and i think um, at least it's good to see even though uh, danny says um, that it's been a long time, you know, since the web, you know, came into effect and that, uh, you know, um, regarding, regarding as a, as, as, as someone who's, uh, you know, uh, far along in life as opposed to, you know, the daughters that are natives of this space. Um, you can see that Danny actually knows what's actually going on. <laughs> There's been a lot of research, um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that Danny has been doing and is actually like on the ball about what's going on. And uh, one of the things that uh, will be interesting in the brand communication space is how that evolution happened. We spoke about web uh, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And one of the things that Danny says is the fact that as PR agencies, as PR professionals, um, this is, happens all the time where you see companies, businesses looking at situations and saying to themselves, this might be a fad and you try to skip it, but you cannot ignore that uh, there's development happening. And um, most of the time it's the people that come in and do something first uh, that are likely going to, you know, be able to capitalize and take advantage of an opportunity um, later on in life. So actually keeping an eye on what's going on and at least exploring, you know, what's going on there. We heard that, uh, you know, they have a couple of projects, you know, that are there actually showing that on the ground you know the firm is actually looking at this seriously but it's to just say that you never know what could end up being you know the next big thing and just being serious and intentional uh, about it will be good this is mudiwa's take 
Very fascinating uh, discussion about what's going on in the metaverse and ways in which uh, the public relations industry is likely uh, to be affected or disrupted uh, by everything that's, uh, you know, going on there. One of the things that I appreciate about um, the way that Danny is approaching, you know, all of this stuff is simply to say that um, as companies, organizations uh, and brands, you can't be taking uh, something like the metaverse and simply just looking at it as if it's a fad or, you know, it's a gimmick and stuff like that because you don't know you know down the line uh what ends up being big and especially um when you see you know the evolution of what's been going on in um the traditional quote-unquote video game space a lot you know back in the day it was simply you get in there you you just play your game you know you're done and then over time the story aspect comes into it uh you know the levels and you know um career modes all of that stuff one can think about things like fifa and then all all of the ways in which you know the characters and the avatars take on a life of their own inside all of these spaces and then over time you then see the rise of spaces like roblox um the fact that it's it's not necessarily a video game per se right um you have these interactive spaces that are online um, that are giving you know semblances of the real world and when people go in there it's not necessarily to pay to play a game as such but rather to interact um, you know as people one can think about the rise of social media and how much of a um, of a mind twist that was um, in the in the mid to late 2000s but how that has become a normal way of life by now surely back in those days there were people that thought it was a fad and something that's just going to die down um, over time but yet here we are all these years later and the metaverse um, you know because of the investment that's behind it and because there is such a big group of these uh, meta uh, metaverse natives that uh, are out there to whom the concept is not um you know that far and there is you know a captive audience that could potentially uh you know make this the the you know the next big thing who's to say that you know uh, 5 10 11 year olds that are in these spaces now you know what could these spaces mean to them um by the time they get to 20 25 30 years old we wait to see how all of this stuff is going to happen over time but coming back to the world of communications how are businesses organizations going to switch um, their communication strategies you know when it comes to operating you know in these spaces because there will be uh, you know a group of people that they do want to communicate with and no one ever wants to you know get left behind how are the um, dynamics of the real world um, gonna come into play in those spaces how are the um, dynamics of the metaverse is going to develop of their own what are the rules of engagement um, gonna be um, over time as we see those developments happening we we'll wait to see uh, but definitely a conversation uh, that needs to be continued that needs to be had and something that we'll be keeping an eye on
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.